I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going. Uh, I'm actually really excited for tonight, but not about our main topic. Oh, you know what? It was going to be just the world beyond tonight, but then it uh, turns out the world continues, even though The Walking Dead uh, continues as well. The Game Awards are on, uh, happening right now live, so if we don't cover some crazy zombie story uh, related to the Game Awards, it's because it didn't happen uh, before, before we started we were recording. Free. Yeah. Yeah. There's stuff showing up now, but we've got a couple of a couple of, couple of little hints that have, that have slipped in, so. Yeah, and if anything crazy happens, I mean, and it pops up on Twitter, we can, we can mention it, but obviously we will have a show in two weeks, so we can talk about it then. Um, speaking of two weeks... It's almost the end of the year. Uh, 2020 is going to be coming to a close uh, December 31st. As most folks know, all people should know this by now. Um, and Extra Life, we're doing Extra Life. You can go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan, donate $15, and you can suggest a zombie film for us to watch. This year, we had an amazing outpouring of support from some listeners, and we are going to be watching some crazy zombie films in 2021. However, we have a treat for 2020, and that is Hashtag Alive, which we will be watching thanks to a lovely donation. So if you donate $15, you can suggest a film, and that stacks. If you donate $50, you can suggest three films and pick an audio commentary and join us on the show for uh, a discussion, um, for an audio commentary, whatever you're comfortable with. But uh, we really are looking forward to um, all the films we're going to be covering and uh, uh, Brent, who's going to be guest spotting uh, in the new year. So look forward to that. And uh, But let's move into the news, because we've got some news, as Lou had said. And this one um, kind of came out of nowhere. People keep trying to make an Evil Dead uh, game. But... I had heard a rumor about this maybe two months ago. Yeah. So this was not a huge surprise to me. I think Bruce Campbell, a lot of people were throwing it around. So get it out of the way. Evil Dead, the game, has been announced. Bruce Campbell's back as Ash Williams. Um, there was a lot of rumors swirling around Bruce Campbell voicing Ash Williams in a video game, and a lot of people were assuming it was Mortal Kombat, which has not happened yet. I could have sworn he was in Mortal Kombat, to be honest. I thought he was. I thought he was. I thought he was in... Ash oh, you know what he is? Kombat. He's in He's in that other one, the horror game. that where you get somebody The one versus four. Oh yeah, yeah, Dead by Daylight. He's in that. He's in. De- he's in Dead by Daylight. Is he in? Is he in the DC, DC stuff? DC, you. What's the DC one? Injustice. Is... He's not in Injustice. Okay. Weird. Are you sure? Injustice guest fighter, Ash Williams. No. No, I'm pretty sure he's not. I think this is just a fan site. Anyways, um, but this is real. Evil Dead, the game, has been announced. Now, you know, you might be thinking, like, what, what are they doing here? Um, it's a co-op PvP gameplay. Uh, it, it says both co-op and PvP gameplay, but the trailer we got made it look a lot like you and three other players would survive the cabin and the deadites 
and all that. Uh, they showed four characters. You had a knight, so um, Evil Dead 3 it's, is canon. It's a knight, and it's funny because the knight looks an awful lot like Sam Raimi's knight character at the end of Evil Dead 2. It, there's a knight? Yeah, okay. I've It's been so long. Why doesn't anyone suggest Evil Dead as a movie we should watch? We've never watched an Evil Dead movie for this show. I, I thought we watched one for this at one point. I don't remember... Uh, luckily our website is easily searched and I can look into that. But, um, I, I think that, uh, I personally, I think this game looks really great. Um, they, it looks, it it looks interesting. It looks like they, instead of doing the first person left for dead thing, they might be doing kind of like the mass effect multiplayer thing, which if that's what they do, that's cool with me. Uh, I'm all for different sorts of games. Uh, in fact, I'm actually really excited that this is not trying to be Left 4 Dead 4 because that's going to lead right into our next announcement. Yes, yes. So if you're excited about Left 4 Dead and you've been wanting Left 4 Dead 3, uh, Turtle Rock appears to f- feel the same as you because they've announced basically that with Back for Blood. And mm-hmm. we have a first trailer, which is a cinematic trailer and a gameplay trailer. And uh, as Lou and I were sort of watching hand in hand virtually, uh, pre-recording this <laughs> to to a point of you can hear maybe lawsuits being drawn up this is left for dead three without yes. the characters like there's enough missing here that obviously valve has nothing to stand on but um they've done left for dead three <laughs> just without the characters i like i, I think when you look at this uh we this wa- is the, we, okay, okay so when you watch the trailer the, it looks like the zombies are caused by worms, not in a virus. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. And then magically, there's like a there's like a, a like a witch zombie. Then there's a bunch of regular zombies, and then all the heroes look like they're they, they look like knockoff Left 4 Dead characters in a good way, not a bad way, in a good way. And like that, everything to the point where you see people throw a Molotov cocktail and it lights a bunch of zombies on fire. And I was like, wait, and, and at this point, they hadn't even announced what this was called. I was like, wait, so this is Left 4 Dead 3? Left 4 Dead 3? Left 4 Dead 3? And then they said, no, it's something called Back for Blood. And then we literally watched a gameplay trailer, and this is as if Left 4 Dead and Call of Duty had a love child. And that's what the combat looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um I mean, we were talking pre-show about it. I, I think when it comes to gameplay, like this looks like what Left 4 Dead 3 would have been if they made it. And really, yeah. uh, it just, it seems like, it seems like Valve just, you had said Valve might not be interested in making a Left 4 Dead 3, but Turtle Rock seems to be. And I'm glad that Turtle Rock is doing this. As, and I, as, as much as I like Valve, Valve doesn't seem interested in doing something if it's not going to be unique different or their or or make some kind of new technology mm-hmm. and left for dead was revolutionary with ai um you know it had what they called the ai director that decided the flow of the game based on how well you were doing and sometimes the ai director would just decide to kill you off and that was fun for a while but as soon as you know, Left 4 Dead came out, it was like they had mastered the AI, and then they went, yeah, no, we're done. We want to do something different. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they did that with Portal, too. They did Portal 1, and it was a neat idea. It was a short game, and then they said, gee, I wonder if we can extend this out, to the idea out, do this a little bit better, 
and make it a little bit longer and add some other new technology to it. And they did. And then they went, okay, we're never going to do this again either. And I just feel like that's kind of what Valve does. They're not interested in being Activision in making 50 different types of 50 Call of Duty games. They just want to make two or three games that do something new and radical and then move on to something else. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it it's uh, it looks this this game it need needed to be made. I mean, we played Left 4 Dead two, um, not too long ago actually. Just yep. uh, just couple a couple, ago. Yeah, couple, couple months, months ago. ago, and we really loved it. And I think the one thing I came away from like this is great. I would love to play a Left 4 Dead three. It is it is long enough in the tooth that that game has been. It, it's in dire need of a visual upgrade. And when you look at Back for Blood, you're getting that. And it's almost to a point of like, whoa, uh, I can't believe they've they've done this. Like, I can't believe they've made a Left 4 Dead 3. I mean, and I think even with the naming convention Back for Blood, like, it just seems like they're totally cool being... It's literally like they're waving a middle finger at, at Valve. And I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, but you know, I call me cynical or, or not cynical, but call me naive. But I, I kind of almost think like Valve is like, you do you, Turtle Rock. Like it's all good. No, you know, bridge water under the bridge. We'll we'll, we'll find out when we when when Gabe Newell either gets his lawyers involved next week or doesn't. I mean, honestly, like Valve had their chance to make Left 4 Dead three. They even s- publicly stated it was canceled. So at the end of the day, like if they're not making it, someone else should. And I'm just glad it's not some, no offense, but not a like an indie startup. I, I, I really want the game to be AAA, given the justice it it needs, because it is a robust even, even and complex it, even game. If it's, even if it's not a AAA game, I'll take a, a double A game or a, a solid A game, not a B piece of crap. Yeah, and I'm not trying to disparage indie games. I love indie games. I love small pro, small team projects. Hades is amazing. There's a countless indie games and small team projects that i absolutely adore uh there are a lot of triple a games i adore but i just i feel like to do a proper left for dead experience you need to craft it in a way that was the reason that game was so fun to play through the same map over and over again is just because of the crafting they did there and i think that requires a lot of attention I mean, to detail. sometimes even the cars on the street would be in different places mm-hmm. and Sometimes it would be random which car had a car alarm. So it would change the scenario. You might be walking down the same street, but not all the zombies would come from the same place. Sometimes they would come out of the alleyway around the corner. Sometimes they would come out of the storefront. You never knew where things were coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I am super stoked. It's coming out uh, summer 2021. It's going to be uh, PC and uh cross generation for PlayStation and Xbox and you can look forward to more information at a developer stream on December 17th on the Turtle Rock Studios platforms so you can check them out on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Um another video game story here for you Lou. This is a quick one just sort of a like hey we're we're still twitching here. Uh Dead Island 2. How do you feel about that game? I don't care what Deep Silver says, it's never coming. <laughs> well, Deep Silver, official Deep Silver with a blue check mark would disagree because when one person said basically what you said, give up, it's not happening, you can move on, uh official Deep Silver responded and said, "We wouldn't be so sure about that, winky face." And Lou, um we I wouldn't be so sure about that. I mean, the game awards are literally happening 
right now i mean as far as i know if if it was announced we would see it but uh uh we saw a trailer for this stupid game like five years ago and, and we loved it uh, and we loved it they've had uh, all the time in the world i don't believe it till i see a gameplay trailer yeah i mean yeah we didn't get a gameplay trailer we got a, a really cool cinematic trailer but it was it was shopped out to blur which right? is funny because that's what dead island the first one did they didn't even have a game they hired a studio to make a trailer for a game that didn't exist in the first one and it shifted that's- it shifted many many developers right yeah yep so again uh i'll believe it when i see it yeah yeah and um i mean i'm kind of just keeping quick tabs on twitter as as stuff is announced i mean it's not halo i just screwed the punchline it's not zombie related but they put halo in fortnite so i mean fortnite used to be a zombie film a zombie game so it's sort of related i like halo maybe i'll play fortnite i have no idea but uh look forward to that um but uh yeah we're we're moving forward here. We're going to talk about Walking Dead, but before we get to the world beyond, we have a Fear the Walking Dead story. Um, this is something that people have been sort of clamoring for for a while, teasing for a long time. The reason we're including it, and not just as like hearsay of like, maybe Madison will come back, is that Scott Gimble did an interview with comicbook.com in which they talked a little bit about uh, the, the drive for Madison to return and uh, the the headline is basically "Fear the Walking Dead's Madison likely to return with Kim Dickens." Um, Lou, how do you feel about this? I've been saying it's going to happen since probably last season. Yeah, I mean, when you die off screen, there's always a chance. I was kind of uh, like to a certain degree when you die off screen and your body is is not found or can't be found or is just is impossible i mean in the apocalypse when a major event happens that separates two groups of people it's very unlikely for you to find each other again even though it tends to happen when it when it needs to happen but for for the most part if you if you walk in separate directions in the apocalypse there's no find my iphone find my friends thing you are it's very unlikely you're not going to bounce into each other unless you're on fear the walking dead it seems to be very good at reconnecting characters across thousands of miles um but, you know, as I said, there's always this great chance that two people will reconnect because there's so few civilizations. And when you find one that works, you're likely to stick there for a little bit. And there's not a lot of people around. So, um, but he, the quote is interesting. Uh, I, I love the way a lot of people give Scott Gimble shit, right? Um, and sometimes rightfully so. But but I think, like, he is such an interesting person and, and just he he cares so deeply in his mind about the property say what you will about him say what you will about his about the walking dead amc property but he really cares about what he's building and when he talks about something i just i i can hear it in his voice that he is excited but he's got all these like ideas like kind of bouncing around you can literally hear them bouncing around in his head as he's trying to answer a question i I always love the way he answers a question but he says this when they talk about madison possibly returning there's always a chance we can't say much else about who saved Morgan. This is in reference to Morgan being saved at the uh, start of the season. Uh, we saw that it was someone with an ulterior motive who said that Morgan still had things to do. It's someone that Morgan doesn't know. We know that from the note also. I think when we do the reveal who that person is who saved them, that note is going to take on a whole new level of res- resonance. Uh, that wasn't actually the quote I was looking for. Oh, um, 
here it is. So we've had discussions with Tales of the Walking Dead, and then even within the Walking Dead universe, we've had discussions of fear. There's all sorts of possibilities. We investigate that past a lot in stories, especially with Tales of the Walking Dead. So if it were all to come together, it would be amazing, but there's just some things floating around that are truly awesome. So again, this is what I'm talking about. When when he answers a question, you can kind of hear him. That That's not me flubbing, like reading his lines. That's the way he kind of talks it's kind of a non-answer when you think about it but like essentially what he's saying is like yeah we hear a lot about madison technically we didn't kill her on screen we've had discussions if the fans want her back and she's willing to come back which i know kim dickens is has has said uh sorry yeah kim dickens has said she would be willing to come back it's like yeah but i'm i'm telling you mm. she's coming back before the season's over you think he's he 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 does this too, right? He'll like literally like answer a question with a non-answer, which is just kind of a non-answer. Like, hey, we've talked about fear, we've talked about tales, so there's like room there for you to kind of. And we're gonna have another gimbal quote at the end of the show when we talk about world beyond. But it's room to say you're wrong, but also you're right in you saying Kim Dickens is gonna return as Madison this season of Fear the Walking Dead, right? I hope yeah. you're right. Because I'm pretty sure I'm right. Yeah, I think it would work, but it would it would have to have some real. I mean, we talked about this last episode. It would really need some strong Walking Dead um, maneuvering, or maybe not. Maybe not. It's just like I couldn't I couldn't come see my daughter because oh, it sucks. Nick's dead, but hey, I'm here now. Okay. Well, we'll get into it. Are we another day? Then another day. We'll get into it another day. We, I got enough to vent about here in about two seconds. All right. Well, I do not want to cap that uh, that vent any longer because we are finally going to talk about the world beyond. And Lou, I will let you go in just a moment here. But what I want to say is this. Uh, we are going to talk about the whole season of the world beyond. Um, this is spoiler filled. Uh, it was a 10 episode series. There's a second season coming out. We don't know when, but I would guess it would be summer or early fall of 2021. Um, they haven't started shooting it yet. And uh, this series is different, but also the same. And it, it this conversation, if we wanted to, could boil down to the top five things we learned about CRM, right? And I mean, I will certainly try to bring that to this to this conversation but really what i think is going to happen is we are going to talk about the things we really didn't like about this show because there's a lot of problems in the first eight episodes um uh, in, there's problems with episodes nine and ten too I there are that. there are problems with nine and ten but i really I, bad problems <laughs> well yes and i mean to try to like okay without further ado lou what are your thoughts on the world beyond i i feel like i i held you back is further than the I dumbest most <laughs> poorly written show i've ever had to sit through in f- my entire life Yeesh. i'm just grateful that while i did this i was working and i had it running in the background because i couldn't pay attention to it fully because if i paid attention to it fully all i wanted to do was scream at my tv all i uh, as i as i sent ryan a message i was three episodes in and our hero iris in a gymnasium with Cyrus, and she's looking at a yearbook. Now the school and everybody's been dead for 10 years, so 
Like, it's not like she kind of knew what a high school was. She would have been like eight. Mm -hmm. I mean, like they had books. I mean, I'm willing to give them that. I'm willing to give them that. But anyway. So she picks up this yearbook and she's like looking through it all like, oh, this must have been so cool. Oh, and then Cyrus says something to her about something. And she looks at the camera like deep, like she thinks she's really deep. And she goes, if I only knew, is Cyrus says something about her being like, like the smartest person or really cool or something like that. And she goes, if I only knew then what I know now. And I went, and she says it non-ironically. She just says it. And in my head, I immediately jumped around and went, wait a minute. Isn't that line literally stolen from a book? By the lady that wrote uh, out the outsiders, and uh, uh, I forget the other. There's a woman I I can't remember her name. She goes by initials, but she wrote a bunch of teenage novels that were like super famous in the late seventies, early eighties, and she became like an English professor, and she was considered to be one of the best writers for teenage fiction. And I'm pretty sure that line is in like at least one of her books. And then I looked up the line. That line has been quoted by like several famous authors. So this show just literally like ripped off like famous authors and made it sound like this chick thought she just came up with the most cleverest thing. And I was like, I I can't. I can't. She can't even kill a zombie. Wait, <laughs> I, I can't handle this. Okay. Yes, um, there are a lot of those moments in this show, but I want to try to calm you down. Every with... dialogue, every dialogue is like that. Yeah, no, no, I mean, okay, and, not every and dialogue. I and I get it. I was a teenager, too. I thought I had really clever ideas. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't wander around quoting them all like I thought I was a genius. I kept it to myself. And I just said what was important to what was going on around me. Ah. Uh. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna tell tell you how you, uh, rate, rate, how you, how you went through high school, but I, I think, I think sometimes we say things on our mind. I don't, I don't know. Like I just, I, I don't think that's how. I think that's usually how people talk at that age, but like, you know, really in a show, it's hmm. it, especially in a zombie apocalypse, like, um. I got distracted because I'm just going to put this in discord. You can, we're just going to pause for a second. Um, this is walking dead related. So Daryl Dixon and Michonne are coming to Fortnite. So just does that help? Does that help calm you down a little bit? No. Okay. <laughs> I made it worse. Sorry, everybody. Um, here's, here's what I gotta say. It, it's basically like, yes, when they chose to write these teenagers, they had an opportunity. And when they announced that this was going to be, um, the first generation born, or raised within the apocalypse there was a lot at stake when they said that and at first it was like oh this is really interesting we're looking at like early teenagers surviving for the first time in the apocalypse and we've seen that we've seen it done well in the walking dead with judith right she's able to take out zombies she's not a she's not a michonne she's not a daryl dixon she's not able to like take out everything but she can defend herself she's confident and she she speaks her mind in a way that's interesting and fun um and it, it works but 
what they did with this show is with the world beyond is they they had kids that remember the old world experienced it remember enough about it in fragments even if they were young lived through the apocalypse but were raised in this place that seemed to half and half coddle them like not let them out because all right, all right. So here's my biggest gripe with this show. Well, let me finish this thought, and then I'll and I'll give it to you. But because ba- I'm almost done. Basically, they at the university they would they coddled them in a way that they trained them for the outside world. They let them know what was going on in the outside world, but they didn't let them act outside. You know, because when when you when they leave, they're like, oh, this is our first time leaving. We're gonna do great, and it's like we're sitting there like, no, we've seen the horrors that are out there. You're this is a bad idea. I don't even let my kids cross the road by themselves. Why would I let these people go out on their own? I know they're sneaking out, but still, like, did they not get how dangerous it is out there? They couldn't, they didn't kill zombies until, like, the last episode. And even then they struggled. Sorry, now go ahead. Go, you were going to pick up on that. Okay, so my biggest gripe is, is, we've seen lots of different worlds within The Walking Dead. This world literally looks like the old world. They have electricity. They don't explain how they have electricity. They live in houses. They don't explain it. Uh, at one point, they go and see psychiatrists. There's a psychiatrist inside of a cage because she's going to die because she has, like, lung cancer. That's fine. I get it. You're trying to show that this place has sort of kind of maintained the old world. Um, I'm A-okay. I'm cool with that. But they do these flashback scenes with cyrus mm-hmm. and it's revealed that his father is abusive okay yeah and the old lady next door comes over and goes i should get the police and i was like okay and they don't do enough of showing us the outside i i, I don't think this show had a big budget because they keep showing us these inside locations that look like modern day homes. There's nothing in these homes that doesn't look modern. Uh, like they turn on a radio at one point and it's not like battery powered. It's like plugged into a wall. And I'm like, so they obviously have something here. And the lady goes, I'm going to go, please. I didn't even realize that that flashback was taking place in the apocalyptic world until the dad turned into a zombie. And for a half a second, I was literally like, wait a minute. So is this like the start of the zombie apocalypse? And I was like, oh, wait, no, it isn't. This is going on in the zombie apocalypse. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Pardon my language. I try to not swear, but I was like, this is really stupid. And then, and then the other thing that killed me, a plane fell out of the sky. (laughs) Zombie apocalypse. I get it plane fell out of the sky what do they call it everyone calls it the day the 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 day the sky fell no it's the day the zombie apocalypse happened and all the planes fell out of the sky because there were zombies on the damn planes (laughs) don't wake up the kids man what are you doing um you're not wrong you're not wrong i'm like like, you can't have it both ways you can't tell me that they're inside a bubble uh-huh. So they treat it like it's the modern day world and then make them talk like people that survived the apocalypse in regular Walking Dead. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. Okay, here, here's... And, and, and then, and then they show you, like, 
like just before they re reach the first zombie, you're thinking, well, like these kids aren't taught to fight. They go through like a 10 minute sequence where you see gym classes, them with spears and weapons being taught how to handle zombies. Now, granted, they're not real zombies, but you see them like, like they're getting physical training for this. Okay. And then what's the first girl do? She goes, oh, don't worry. I got this. And she goes, eh. And the first thing they showed you is you keep your distance and you poke. What does she do? She goes over and she kind of just flails at it. And I was like, this is going to be the most painful experience of my life. Right. Okay. So take a breath. Put the gavel down. Um, I, I, I hear all your frustrations and I agree with you. Um, I, normally in, when we discuss the walking dead, I might say like, ah, you're getting caught up on like certain hooks and exposed nails no. and stuff, but, but you're not, these are core issues that I have with the world beyond in that you've, you've set up these characters, you've made them unlikable because of the, the bad writing and the teeny bop drama between them all. Lou didn't even mention the fact that like literally literally uh the one of the characters in the group killed another character's mother because that mother shot her mother in the apocalypse like when the apocalypse was starting and that is i was so damn worried that was not going to get resolved right away and they still clung to it for far too long i think at the end when it kind of like it did i i think they resolved it in a way that was at least like thank god it, it was over because um what's the character i was glad that when they resolved it that kid wasn't mad at her yeah the kid was mad at his mother because i was like confused as to why he was like tearing apart the book in like episode eight it was because he was upset with his mother like she's a lie she literally killed another person and i mean he's not blaming uh hope because in her eyes hope was a small child and was just trying to defend herself his her mother was just shot in front of her um the the day the fall sky stuff like the, the the day the sky fell stuff like i agree like i think that's just it's silly we didn't get in the walking dead they didn't try to they just called it you know the day the world ended right like which it was the world as they knew it ended and i think trying to refer to like maybe where they are is like a major airplane connection and it's just that was what they experienced but really like i would call it the day the sky fell if that was the core issue, right? But the core issue yep. wasn't the sky falling. The core issue was that zombies are now here. Like, oh, okay. So I get uh, zombies are here, but every time this story, they tried to tell us something in this story, it was convoluted. Hmm. Like, um, what's the uh, uh, what's his what's the other kid? What's the guy that's in charge of the teenagers that he's gone out to rescue? What the hell was his name? The father or. Not the father, the, the the security guy. I don't remember his name, but I actually liked him. He was he was I, one of the I, better characters. I, I, he's one of my characters in the show, and that's not saying much because I don't like him that much. <laughs> um, but when they revealed, okay, I was confused at first because they show this teenage kid who gets thrown out by his parents because he's gay. I was like, okay, cool, we're gonna get one of these stories. That's neat. That that's not something that Walking Dead has done very much. We're getting a, we're getting a pre-zombie thing. That's this kind of cool, and I didn't realize that that was supposed to be the security guy as a teenager. No, I caught that. I, I caught it, but it was like halfway through the flashbacks that I realized 
what was going on. And I was like, oh, but I was under the impression that him and Huck were an item. And I was like, huh. Now I'm just confused. Okay. If, all right, whatever's going on here is cool. And then like three episodes later, they reveal that he has a boyfriend and that the boyfriend went off with Iris and Hope's dad. And I was like, okay, I'm really confused because then him and Hawk would be like talking and they'd like have their arms around each other and they'd be like, I love you, man. Yeah, I love you too. And I was like, I'm really confused. Yeah, no, I think. And I was like, is it a love triangle? Are they just really good friends? What's going on here? I think and, they're... And, I, and, I, and, and I'm not saying that because they can't have that. They just... When they introduced his character, they didn't introduce his character as having a boyfriend. They didn't even hint at it. They did it, like, the next episode. But they keep showing him and Huck having these, like, intimate conversations. And so I'm just under the impression that that's his girlfriend. And I thought it was his girlfriend right up until they showed that he was gay. And even then, I was like, is she his girlfriend? Does he go both ways? What's going on here? I'm confused. And and, and that's not a bad thing, but they just kind of like left it out there. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, can I get a clear answer? Because I don't know what the hell's going on. I think they they definitely provide a clear answer by the end of the season, right? Um, they, do, I think they do by the end of the season, but not until like like episode seven or eight do you clearly go get what's going on. I think it's the and last was, episode that they yeah yeah, and and hmm. I was like oh, I was like okay, cool. Uh, like I liked his twist of turn at the end of the season. That was about the best thing for me, mm-hmm. but it. it uh, hope's a pain in the butt she's a, she, everything she does is like the wrong choice and then the other then iris is caught up in her feelings all the time and almost getting them killed because of it and i'm just like i get it they're teenagers and i get the teenagers make bad decisions but every episode is literally like what can teenagers do to make things go wrong this week and i'm like oh. yeah um I, here's the thing I, I this is why I say the last two episodes are are good and um the first at the end was stupid okay we'll get to the end just here's my thoughts here I think the last two episodes were good um the first epi- eight episodes are setting up the the first three episodes first four episodes are setting up these characters in an abysmal way because literally what they've done is they've taken these characters fish out of water and thrown them into the apocalypse, which would have been interesting if we didn't have 10 seasons, 15 seasons of Walking Dead content before this. You know, it's kind of ruined because we have capable teenagers, capable kids in the other shows that survive just fine without whining um, about about stuff going on. And I think there's a I think when they start to get into the um, the the mystery of what happened to uh i forget his name it was his the 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 jonas brother looking guy's uh uncle which i mean we talk about a teeny bop show like they have a jonas brother in this it's it's not an actual jonas brother but he he certainly looks like a jonas brother i'm gonna tell you another thing i was confused at that point like i was actually like literally sitting there watching and i was like wait so they were just up like hiring a thing and there was a thing going on and wait Cyrus bashed this guy's head in. Why the hell did Cyrus bash this kid's? Like, 
I get it. He might have had a few drinks, but I was like, and he might have like passed out drunk. But that doesn't mean he smashed the guy's head in. Yeah, like, it's it, a bit like, much. it didn't make sense to me. And then all of them started ganging up and being like, "Yeah, Cyrus killed this guy. Yeah, Cyrus killed this guy." And I was like, "Wait a minute!" And then they give us Cyrus's backstory, and it still made me go, "I don't think he did it." Well, he didn't bash someone's head in. Like this is the thing. Like, yeah, like I was like, I was like, I was like, no, no, no. He killed his dad because his dad tried to kill him. Or he be- beat his dad up because he thought his dad tried to kill him. He left his dad on the floor because he was panicked. And I like I could forgive the teenager that was panicked because he beat the shit out of his dad and left him on the floor. I was like, this makes sense. Your dad's been beating you up. You just beat him up. And the old lady next door wants to call the police. You don't know what the hell to do. I totally get it. Not what I would have done, but I can forgive it. And I was like, okay. And then it's revealed the guy's a zombie, and then he kills his zo- kills the zombie dad, and like the mother looks at him like he's a villain, and I was like, no, what? Like, it was just, I was just like, this is stupid. I, I, and then the, and then all of them gang up on him and go, he's dead, and I was like, well, and at at one point, at no point, only once did they go, where's the other kid? And they went, oh, Cyrus must have killed him too. And it's like, why? Why did it? Like, where are you coming with these assumptions? I have seen, if the other kid is missing, maybe go look for him. And then like one character goes to look for that kid. In the meantime, they're all busy trying to like keep Cyrus tied to the pole. I'm like, what the hell are you people doing? Like, Like, why aren't you trying to figure this out? Or if if he did kill the guy, kid, like, resolve the situation. Like, if Cyrus doesn't remember, then he's the only one that knows how to kill zombies of the three ki- the four kids. I, he's not the person I would want tied to a pole. Yeah, I think um, I I think that episode right there. There's in there they needed. They needed a way to split up the group. They needed a way to cause... Um... I mean, it makes sense when the reveal is that Huck did it. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense. But I was like... It, 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 that was the point in which... Okay, so I, Ryan and I think I think we talked about this pre-show. Mm-hmm. I figured out Huck was a bad guy by like the end of episode two. Maybe uh-huh. three. Uh, the, 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 somebody keep the people keep asking her questions about like her past, and she keeps giving like half vague answers and being like, "If you only knew." Yeah. If you and I went, "Dad, am I right? Moms, am I right?" And I'm like, "I can't, I can't." I was like, "These answers only make sense if she's a bad guy." Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, episode eight, they go, "Oh, she's the bad guy," and I went. Was I supposed to be surprised by this? Okay. Okay. I you're going a mile a minute. Um I think that uh the 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 CRM plant is something we should have assumed uh based on what happened at the very start of the first episode. I had a real struggle with 
the start of the series at the end of the first episode when it's revealed that something catastrophic, like one minute the CRM is celebrating their partnership with the university, the next minute the university is burned to the ground and the CRM are going through and they're making very, very strong hints that they were the cause. Um, we still don't know definitively by the end of the season, but I, I'm yes, pretty much... She admits it. She... she no, she outright admits uh, it. She says, "Well, we got a lot of kept, catch up on." But I, I, I was about to say, I'm like 99 percent sure she they did she it. Has, she has a conversation with Huck, and Huck says something about the colony, and she goes, "Well, we had to get rid of them. Mm. They asked, they were going to ask too many questions, and they can't know where we were located." Yeah, like they got what they wanted. They got the dad, and they got hope. Right? They figured those were the two people. Okay, so. That's the other thing that drove me crazy. Well, you're you're running away from my. Let me let me go, chat about this go, for a second. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Lou's got like I can imagine Lou has this like uh, ticker tape of just all the issues he had, and he's just he's quickly running through them. And I'm like, we got time to talk, man. We got time to talk. I, I've been venting about this to my wife for your almost poor wife, <laughs> and she's literally like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Uh, she's like, I'm calling Ryan. When are you guys having a show? Um. I think like before World Beyond, CRM, the group, the Civic Republic, was this mysterious yet dangerous group, but for the most part, kept their distance from as much civilization as possible and weren't evil in in the way that was revealed at the end of the first episode. They weren't like Nazi level controlling. And then at the end of that first episode, it's like, oh, you're throwing away the mystery and just making this a very evil organization that says they're trying to save the world by their own means, but really they're doing it through very gross tactics. Like there's human experimentation, there's there's genocide just because they know where they are, there's kidnapping, there's like lying, there's espionage. It's it's not what I wanted from the 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 thing that holds the walking dead universe together did we really need like a super duper evil like government-esque organization like that that was my concern at, at the end of the first episode and by the end of the season it's like oh yeah yeah no this is what they are they are this very well, evil government organization well even then their motivations don't make sense to me um, yeah well they want to save the world they want the future you know Oh, but, the, but the way they're going about it doesn't make any sense. So it's revealed at they. So they took away the the, the, the hope and 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 Iris's dad because he could help them with their project. They're still not clear on what it is he's doing or what kind of scientist he is. They're really vague about it, and I'm like, okay. And then it's revealed that the kid with the, the that lost his mom. It's revealed that she wrote a book about how, like, maybe if we don't turn things around, the human race will be exist will be extinct in ten years. And I'm like, well, well, that doesn't make any sense either, because it's been ten years and you guys are still here. Like, it, it, yeah. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll, I'll forgive it. And then. It's revealed that, like, that the, 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 they keep saying that what it's revealed that hope is the asset. And I'm like, well, what can be special about hope? I'm thinking maybe there's something in her blood, or maybe there's like some, something that, like, will cure the zombie apocalypse, or 
prevent other people from being turned into zombies. Like I know what's like, going. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? What's so special about Hope? She's a super genius. Mm, yeah. I mean, she built a went, computer is what they I'm basically like, showed. And I went, and I went, amazing. A like 10 or 12 year old build a computer. I was putting the computers together, you know, at like 13 and taking them apart too. I guess I'm a super genius. Woo! Like I, uh, and I was like, all right, okay. So they need a super genius. But it still doesn't make sense why they killed everybody at the university. It's not like everybody at the university wasn't like college professor level smart. They revealed all kinds of smart people. What makes everybody... How do they know they didn't just kill three other super geniuses? How? It doesn't make any sense. And then I'm like, okay, so they took the super geniuses. So are you trying to tell me that Huck's a super genius too? Because I ain't seen her made any do anything super smart either. She screwed up at every turn along the way. She screwed up every time she was supposed to sabotage stuff. Great. She was a soldier. So does that, that make her special? It, With, like, 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 it does. Like, their motivation doesn't make any sense. I, I'm I, like, I'm like, okay, so they need they need the super genius to work with their dad. How do they think that's gonna work? Hope is gonna magically show up and not tell her dad, hey, let let guess what? They left Iris to die out in the the, the thing because she's not a super genius like me. And then the big <laughs> twist at the end. Oh my god, no. Iris helped her do it. She's a super genius. Oh my god, two kids work together and put together a computer. You're not wrong. Um on all all those counts. Um, here's the thing. I, I don't understand the motive. I, I don't understand the overall motivation for taking out a giant functioning colony that people are going to recognize were destroyed. Like, here's the thing. I think the CRM destroying the university colony that clearly had ties with other colonies is a weird move because it sets you up to be the big bad. I think that was so cool about CRM is that when they were interacting, here and there with different locations and communities they were the mysterious group they were the the stay out of their way and they're harmless group but now it seems as though they are the come in push people around dangerous group and i I agree with you to destroy a whole functioning community they that is resources that is people like who cares if they ask questions like you've already said don't ask questions we're not going to tell you it's for our protection and yours like i don't can I tell you what I think the big twist is going to be next season? Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. We need to limit the amount of people in the world because of global warming. No. that You're wrong. That's not happening. Mark it here. It's going to no. be, gonna be some kind of thing about they need to make sure it's only the smart people because if they don't get start getting rid of regular people, uh, it's just going to continue the, the 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 dead walking, and they need to limit the smart people. I, the I, only I, smart people. It's gonna and and the reason they need to do that is because uh, projections via computer modeling shows them if they don't, there's going to be catastrophic weather environment things, and it's going to be the end of the world. <laughs> Telling you that is next season's plot. No, no, I, that is no, that can't happen. That is like. Michael Bay no, type I'm, shit. I'm telling you, that's what's gonna happen. 
All right, Lou is locked in his crazy prediction. I, I will say this. I think that the whole reason they destroy the university colony is because uh, of Iris's speech of basically like, yes, we should be questioning these people, even though they say they're here for good, but they're not, you know, I think that and, was and the core reason really is that. They, can, I, can, I, can I explain why I feel that that's going to be the plot for next season? What? We're not doing the environmental thing again. Can we move on from that? No, we're not. We're going to gonna stick with it for one I more second. I want to. I want to. <laughs> Okay, so, go ahead. So, uh, in a flashback scene, it shows Huck and her mom having a conversation. And Huck and her are talking about it, And she keeps telling the daughter, you understand how important this is. That the, the She says, the modeling shows that if we do not correct this in 30 years, the human race will be extinct. It, it is literally a line of dialogue. Yeah, and I, I remember that. Myself, and I thought to myself, well, why would the human race be extinct? Because zombies are nothing. We've reviewed mm. the Walking Dead has shown us that you can kill zombies by the dozens. You know, they can lead the hordes walkers into piles, and eventually the like it's been 10 years, and sure we got walk dead walking around and they're sticking around because they're feeding and stuff, but they're not gonna last forever. I mean, if they send out crews on a regular basis and start killing people, we're gonna start running out of zombies eventually. So it's not the zombies that are the threat. There's some kind of existential threat. Well, what's the existential threat? Can't be aliens. The Walking Dead's not going to go that way. That's too weird. What's it going to be? It's going to be some kind of environmental threat. And it's got something to do with why they need super geniuses. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Um, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a theory. I mean, it's more than I've got. I, I mean, I understand the idea of wanting these people that prove to have special skills and I get it like being very strong with um, electronical and, and computing components that is huge in a, in a world removed, but not so far removed that these people would still exist. But I mean, again, if they exhibit these talents naturally at a young age, like you can accelerate that through teaching from other folks and keep, keep that stuff. Alive. I get that side of it, but to kill a whole community for it is, uh, I struggle with that. And I really do hope there isn't this, like, the reason we need you is to build a supercomputer to to truly calculate what we need to do and how we need to basically control the human race to push forward from this, you know, this apocalypse event. And I mean, yeah, like, I do I think it has something to do with people? Yeah, they've already, they've shown in this season that they do not have a respect for humanity in a way that they are treating scientists as expendable like there's a there's a lot of these little chaser scenes in every episode where you're getting a look behind the curtain at the crm which i found to be the most interesting stuff in the show early on was like oh we're getting our we're getting our mcu teaser here of more crm stuff and and really what it did is it just continued to show that the crm does not care about its people uh you know, a lot of it is like soldiers questioning, ah, well, you're off to the stockades. Oh, scientists questioning, oh, ah, no. you're an experiment now, you know? No, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't you're off to the stockades. She went, you're going back to the facility for reprogramming. Yeah, it was something like that. It was like and really I, dark I, stuff. And I, and I was like, I was like, all right, so they brainwash people. Cool. That doesn't right. surprise me. <laughs> I was like, all right, I can't tell you that I'm not, like, this isn't a big twist. Yep, bad guys. And I'm like, okay, they're bad guys. I get it. And I, 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 I get that they're big, scary, or whatever. 
But it didn't. But I'm like, okay, so they communicated with the university. Every other interaction we've seen with CRM, like with Rick's group and all the other things going on, I was like, they shoot at people and ask questions. Don't ask any questions. Why are they all of a sudden, all of a sudden, communicating with the university? Why didn't they reach out to Alexandria or 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 whatever? Why didn't they see the Negan threat and go, oh crap, this guy's dangerous. We need to get him out of here before he starts killing off super geniuses. Like, like. I think you're thinking too. You're thinking too like sort of granule, and that I you're thinking they care about the the nitty gritty. I, I I really don't think they're. You're giving them too much super genius, super evil credit. I I, I don't think this show is going to go that far into the into the weeds. Like. I, the other thing too is, is they revealed that that that, that Huck's mom, the I forget her name, she's but, like the big bad CRM person. Yeah, she's the big bad CRM. It's revealed that she's not even really like the lead; she's like a general. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, what about these other people? They keep talking about somebody else being in charge. Who is in charge? And can I can can I? T- tell you what I suspect is going to be the real bad guy. It's a tornado that's in charge. Nope, it's going to be the president of the United States, still alive, and he's the bad guy. Uh, can we go back to the environmental thing? I don't think nope. we really want to. Um, nope. This is where this way the show's going. I'm telling you right now. Oh, I hope you're wrong. I really, desperately hope you're wrong. I mean, here's the here's the thing. This show does so much wrong and. but I don't think it does an incredible amount of damage to the overall franchise because CRM really doesn't have a strong impact on the other series yet and I think that's a good thing like I think World Beyond is still um, at arm's length from Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead I know CRM's shown up in Fear the Walking Dead but really they kind of like they close that chapter to a certain degree in that uh, Athena or um, no that's not her name What's her name? The lady who was obsessed with the other lady from CRM. It's not no, Athena. Uh, I'll, it, it, it's Althea. 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 Thank you. Like she kind of closed the door on that and said, "Like, oh, we're all good here. Don't land." And I, I feel like she. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like she kind of moved on from that, which is good. I think this show can be bad, and the other shows can continue to be good, because if you've seen with the MCU, there can be bad films there can be bad components but it doesn't wreck the overall experience and i hope i'm right in that and i know lou you're probably going to have thoughts that that i'm wrong but um crm can still be the mysterious big bad getting a, a like we knew they were civilized we knew they were advanced we knew they had like very sort of like but their motivations were unclear well, we know their motivations now, which are basically they want to ensure the survival of the human race by any means necessary. That is, but their, their means stick. necessary doesn't make any sense. Well, and it, the only it does if you're the make, one surviving, right? Like in, in their eyes, they're doing the right. The only thing that I can think of is they keep making a big deal about why you can't find them, and they don't know where their base is. And I keep thinking to myself, why would they want to protect where they're located so bad? There must be somebody from the old world still alive that's too important to be put in danger. What would be so? Who would be so important that they couldn't put them at jeopardy? And I went, oh, President United States. Oh, yeah. What if it's the Pope? No. Okay. That well, would have to be 
fine, dude. I know, I know. I'm joking. Um, here, here's the thing. We're gonna have one more season of this. Uh, they will lead into the Rick movies, but they, at the end of this series, essentially, Hope and Iris are split up. The idea that they work together and that's what made hope so strong like basically the clip is literally like i know lou alluded to this but i I really want to illustrate this clip and this is where the problems start to show in the two-hour finale i thought the two-hour finale was really strong but the way they closed it was brought back some of those frustrated feelings and like one of it was there are two different scenarios where a character says to someone else we have a lot to catch up on and i hate that ending that's the worst way to tease a season two because essentially you're saying just wait, we're going to explain everything, but not right now. And two, they, they, they reveal that, oh, like, there's literally a scene, you, you see the scene of Hope building a computer, the dad sees her, the dad actually chats with his scientist lover now, like, evidently, he's been taken to this new area and has fallen in I, love with his lab partner. Other thing that confused me is, <laughs> I didn't understand how long he's been gone. It sounded to me like he's only been gone like six months to a year. Like, it doesn't sound like he's been gone two or three years. He's only been gone, like, six months to a year. So he's not only gone to the CRM, but they've got a lady living with him that he's in love with, and he's treating her like she's his new wife. And I'm like, and the zombie apocalypse, this kind of quick. Yeah, well, I think, like, you're you're right. Like to me, it was it was it was a lot for for the viewers. It was hard to understand because like I had to rem- I had to remember like oh his wife was killed in, when the apocalypse started, and this is clearly the, his scientist partner that he's fallen in love with. So they're together now. Um, I kind of understood that, but it also seems like something the CRM would frown upon. Like I mean, if it seems like the CRM would not be cool with them well- fraternizing. Not only that, but she keeps reciting like she, like a like a line because she's going to tell him that hope's coming, and that she may not be what she said who she said she is because she had to tell them. And then then, then you, there's the big buildup. She finally sits down to tell him, and he leans in and he goes, "I don't think the military is telling the scientists the truth." <laughs> and I went, "Well, and you I just went, killed yourself." I, I went, "I'm so confused." Every, everyone so everyone working for the crm is sort of like this they're they they're they've they're bought into the cause and the the stronger you buy into the cause you know you huck gives the line to hope at the end it's like we need to work towards the future that's all that matters and hope basically recites it word for word as in like i'm thinking about the future i'm not thinking about anything else the future is what matters let's go and clearly she's giving a line because um it's revealed that she said to Iris, like, hey, they've got me, but they don't know that it's the two of us together that makes the dream work, right? And I think that's cheesy, but maybe we can see it. Maybe maybe that comes down the road. Who knows? But um, I, I think that at the end of it all, where the characters have sort of progressed, I liked the reveal that Hope or Huck was the bad guy. Um, I like that sort of double cross. I think it worked really well. Uh, and it, 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 I, I liked it and I really wanted to like parts of the show. I did not like the first eight episodes. I struggled with it a lot, but the last two episodes made me We're, hopeful that they, they could do something they, with this. Well, okay. So the other big reveal is Felix is 
boyfriend went off with Hope's dad. And we don't know where he is. <laughs> we keep getting flashbacks of Hope's dad. And I'm like, well, where's, where's the other guy? Where's the other guy? What? And, and, and then when it's revealed that, 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 that Huck is like the bad guy, I'm like, why isn't Felix asking about the dude? Going, where's my, where's my boyfriend? Where, where is he? Where is he? Like, why are we not having this conversation? And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then magically, they're wandering around in the woods, and out walks the boyfriend. And he walks over, and he looks to be with a bunch of survivors. I'm like, but are those people from, from, did they escape the university? Or are these people from the CRM? What's going on here, and why is he wandering around the woods? Because if he had escaped, you'd think the CRM would be out hunting him. And literally all of these characters are getting reunited, and the CRM is everywhere in trucks and guns. Mm-hmm. So how did they not find these people yet? And then he goes, I have a lot to tell you. And I went, <laughs> I hated that so much. And I, and, I went, and I went, no, you don't. You're going to tell me that you escaped and you rescued a bunch of people and took them along the way because the CRM is evil. And now you're going to need to build an army and take out the CRM. That's what you're going to tell me. You could have told me it in 30 seconds and that could have been the end of the episode. But no, you're going to tease me for the next season. And can I be honest? I don't care. You don't care? No, nope, don't care a little when, bit. <laughs> especially when this week uh, Scott Gimble was interviewed about the Rick movies and said people need to stop watching World Beyond and expecting Rick to show up. Oh, I thought that was the stupidest thing. Okay, let's talk about this. Um, yeah, I, when you talk about building a connected universe, we even saw this today. Disney had a huge um, tweet stream about their investor day. It's essentially like a day where they talk about all the stuff they're going to do for investors. Um, it was very Disney Plus focused. And it just, it hammered in this, like, the more Marvel stuff and the continued efforts to create a connected universe for Star Wars, which has been more missed than hit outside of the Mandalorian, but this is a zombie show. Um, and then you look at what Walking Dead's doing. They're clearly trying to set up this Walking Dead cinematic universe or whatever. And when you say, this is like Marvel saying like, yeah, we'll get to Thanos, we'll get to Endgame, but like, I hope you're not watching Thor 2 to see Thanos. You know, because that is not what we're here to do. We're here to tell the story of Thor 2. We're not here to show you what could be coming for, with Thanos, right? And I think that's such a, a wrong way to approach this. Like, when you have Rick, Andrew Lincoln, who could easily go in front of a green screen and record some, like, you're messing with the wrong beard guy. You know, well, you could do something like that and and not be like, don't watch World Beyond for Rick, but watch World Beyond because it builds up this universe, which includes Rick, you know? Well, not only that, but all of their advertising for the, like, the last, like, like, year has been, like, yeah, that symbol? What's that symbol? Rick. Rick went with those guys. What's that going on? And then the big reveal for this show was going to be that, like, yeah, we're going to learn about the CRM. And so you go, well, if they're going to learn about the CRM, then they're going to learn about Rick. And it's like, and at no point have they dissuaded us until literally this last episode aired. And then Scott Kimball comes out and was like, we got you all to watch the whole season because you're expecting Rick. Not going to happen. Yeah. And I think that's such a bad trick to pull. I, I, I guarantee that next season, 
this show is going to get even lower num- viewer numbers than it did last season. Yeah. I mean, the it's just it's it's really unfortunate because, I mean, they have this they okay. have this Thanos character, like this character that they want to tease the return of. And like all we've gotten was a iPhone scratched into with Japanese characters. That's literally it. Right. That yeah. is sad uh in terms of a connected universe i know andrew lincoln has wanted to step away and be closer to his family but like they have studios in london that they can shoot something very quickly with and build up this fervor for the rick movies and maybe we get that like the rick movies are coming there's they're you know they reconfirmed they're coming in 2021 they say theaters i don't know why they keep people keep doing that yes bring them to theaters but also going to be theaters at this point and that's my thing like you can stay you can say yeah we're bringing it to theaters but find a way to be like we're also gonna bring it to amc plus we're also gonna bring it to some streaming service because at the end of the day like 2021 is warner brothers can announce that hbo max is gonna just be getting theater releases then amc can just announce that you don't need to go to the theater the theater for these we're gonna put them up on amc plus but that's the thing is like you can say theaters and streaming and I mean, I think there's a world where that's fine because that's the world we need to live in for the next year or more, depending on which country you live in. Lou and I, very different scenarios in terms of the countries we live in. Maybe his area is a little better than some states even too, right? But yeah. I think that the idea that all this stuff is happening and that we've seen some of the connected world with fear uh, and they've they've walked away from that in a way that still gave us those those connected tissues i think it's weird that they are tiptoeing around rick in that i know they kind of shot themselves in the foot by you know um moving forward the timeline a bunch and that creates this sticky scenario of where you can't may or may not be able to allude to but you could even say like oh we picked up a we picked up a guy who's who's doing work in xyz you know i am literally convinced at this point that Everything that AMC and and Scott Gimbel and all of them doing, we're in for a lost scenario. They don't have an end game. They don't know where this is going. They don't know how this is going to end. They have no plan. All they're literally doing is, what's the next mystery we can reveal so that we can maybe get the numbers up next week? That's all they're doing. And it's very, very sad because I'm looking at the, the viewer numbers for this show. And I mean, I, I think everybody wasn't expecting this to get regular Walking Dead numbers, no. which, by the way, regular Walking Dead gets two to four million viewers, depending on the episode a week. I mean, that's still it's not it's not what they were doing when they were getting 15 million viewers. It's not that. But it's not bad. Mm-hmm. And this show broke at a million viewers and every episode was less and less and less to the point where the season finale only had a half a million viewers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a good thing they announced that this show was only going to be two seasons because if they wasted any more money on a half a million viewers, uh, that's pretty bad. And I want to say, uh, I, I bought this on Amazon. That's how I watched it. And when I bought it on Amazon, I tried not to laugh because they always have the stars in the corner that say, hey, this is this is what viewers thought of it. It had one and a half stars. 
And I was like, wow, all right. So I'm not going to expect much from this. Did you, um, did you catch the, uh, so, I mean, here's the thing. We're, we're probably going to need to wrap this up, but I wanted to say one last thing that came to my mind. Um, we finally got the answer of what an A and B was. Did you catch that? Nope. So they call hope the asset. And I know you're going to hate this when I finally explain it, but A is for asset and B is for anything that isn't expendable, but not an asset. We don't still know what B is, but like B could be a soldier. So I think the idea was at the end of the walking dead, uh, when Rick was dying in the helicopter being asked to Jadis was asking, bring, bring him along. I thought he was a B, but he, I have an A, I have an A. Um, A is asset. B is like, like Huck would be a B, right? Huck is a. It also makes me think that Jadis is a, was a CRM to begin with. Yeah, I she was yeah I I think she was she was sort of a plant similar to Huck. They've yeah. placed her there in in a uh, in a way to like, well you've got communities you had the hilltop you have Alexandria like that makes sense to plant someone there to keep an eye on this growing civilization to make sure. I mean the way this the way the the the, the whole thing wraps up is Commonwealth versus CRM. That's got to be it, right? If Commonwealth isn't CRM, then CRM and Commonwealth are going to butt heads. Um, that's gotta be how this thing, cause that's the walking dead way. Like we gotta fight. Uh, oh my yeah. God. I just thought of something really stupid and it's not something you're going to understand, but I'm going to say this. That's a great way listener. to learn. I'm going I, 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 to say this for listeners. I think we have Zardoz. Okay. I don't feel as bad now that you said I wouldn't understand it. I mean, I know basically film sack quality stuff about Zardoz. Okay. I think that this whole CRM thing, it's Zardoz. Yeah. It's Zardoz. So unoriginal. Okay. I don't know. I'll look it up. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I mean, what what else is there to say besides we won't have to discuss the world beyond for quite a while? And uh, I'm, I don't, I haven't talked to anyone who enjoyed the show. So hopefully, even if you didn't enjoy the world beyond, you still enjoyed this conversation. Um, I still look forward to The Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead will be back. The Walking Dead will be back. 2021 is going to be a big year for Walking Dead content, even if it does include The World Beyond. But we should have our first Rick movie, which hopefully will not fall into the trap that The World Beyond did, in that the things we learned about the CRM only made them more frustrating, not more interesting. The mystery was much more interesting. Uh, But coming up on Zamp is some fun Extra Life sponsored content. Uh, Like I said, our next episode, we'll be chatting about Hashtag Alive, uh, which is on Netflix. So give it a watch in the next two weeks and we'll discuss it. Uh, Then we're going to be talking about in the new year, Return of the Living Dead, Necropolis, Return of the Living Dead, Rave to the Grave, and Planet Terror. Uh, Brent, who donated, is going to be joining us on the discussion portion of Planet Terror in the new year. And then we will also have an audio commentary of Planet Terror, a separate little feed for you guys to, to watch along. So I guess we'll have to do that first and post it, and then we'll do the, we'll do the discussion so you guys can, if you really want to put yourself through all that, you can, you can do so. But uh, it's exciting times, and you still have uh, a few weeks to donate if you have a zombie film you want us to watch. Maybe you want to 
you know, chuck in Evil Dead, uh, you can go to bit.ly slash extra life Ryan, make a donation of 15 bucks and suggest your favorite zombie film. And Lou, I don't want to frustrate you further, but one last piece of news uh, out of the Game Awards was that The Last of Us 2 has won Game of the Year. So it happened. Um, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. There was also there was a lot of games going on this year, but I think that was the triple a most triple a game that they could have given it to and yeah it makes it makes sense to me but uh there were a lot of great games in 2020 so i guess that's good uh all right well we are going to call it there an extra special episode you can uh, chat with us if you like the world beyond if you didn't like the world beyond Still, go to our ZAMP Discord, bit.ly slash ZAMP Discord, and chat about it. I want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash zombiesatemypodcast. They help pay for hosting, content, uh, all this, all the type of stuff it takes to, to make this show. So if you want to support, go to patreon.com slash zombiesatemypodcast. Uh, you can visit our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. Email us, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can like us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. <laughs> that's the wrong way to do it. But if you're into the socials, that's where we are. Um, if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, I am at uh, R. Murphy and Lou is at Busy Zombie Lord. And finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, take us out with some sweet, sweet knowledge. I just want to thank Lonely Bob for joining the Discord. It was nice to talk to you the other day, Lonely Bob. Yay, Lonely Bob. Lonely Bob.